Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right. Like usual, we have three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and hit us up there, or slide into the DMs, DMs. on the social media, which is really just Instagram at this point, <laughs> at Barpath Fitness, and we will talk to you there. Okay. Yes, we will. Okay. Maybe. Question one. Maybe. What rep ranges build the most muscle? Good question. I feel like this is a very general question, but also I feel like people wonder this a lot. Mm-hmm. The short answer is all of them, but okay, let's get into it just like a little bit. So mm-hmm. the overall research has shown that like for maximizing hypertrophy, which is building muscle, generally you want to stay in like the eight to 12 rep range, which is in the like 60 to 80-ish percent of your one rep max or whatever movement as far as intensity goes, right? So like RPE, what is that? Like a six to eight Mm -hmm. RPE, rate of perceived exertion. I'd go closer to the eight. Yeah, definitely go closer to the eight if you want to. Most people under, well, not most people, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people under underestimate estimate yeah how strong they are mm-hmm. and if Especially you're not women. getting into that seven or eight rpe you're probably not maximizing the intensity for yeah opportunity for muscle gain there yeah but you know if you've but also as far as like tra- training in certain rep ranges right if you've been training in the eight to twelve rep range forever just remember novelty is important. Yeah. So if you always train in that rep range, then you want to do a phase of training in like the one to five rep range. And we're talking mostly for your compound lifts here, which if you're not doing the compound lifts, I don't know what you're doing. You should get a different program. And then you can do a phase of like 15 to 20 rep range. So you're going, you know, that's more towards like the 60-ish percent of your max, but it's important. It's higher reps. I would say really past... 25 to 30 reps you're kind of just doing cardio at that point so anywhere in the like 1 to 25 ish rep range i think you're good and and as far as like what a phase means so generally that's just like whatever phase of training you're in that's like generally well what we consider a phase of training or a mesocycle is like three to six weeks max okay so and this isn't to say you have to do like the one to five rep range and then bump up to the 15 to 20 rep range, you know, from phase to phase if you've been consistently working out in the eight to 12 rep range. But it's, you know, it's important to vary it. So you're not stuck doing the same intensity forever, pretty much. And, you know, you basically want to phase in and out of certain rep ranges to essentially keep the body guessing. And that's what's going to help build muscle over time. But yeah, I would say like the sweet spot is that eight to 12 rep range. We have a podcast episode. I am currently trying to find the one that I was talking about so I can tell you which episode it is. I think it's called like high reps, low reps. Oh yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a good one. Yeah, and I think we also talk about a study that talked about, uh, oh, it's called heavyweight, lightweight and everything in between. Mm -hmm. It was released on February 14th. Episode 57. Oh, okay. Yeah. So check that that one out because we do talk, I believe, about a study that mentions the fact that varying your rep ranges is also going to get you results. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you can still do like, let's say you're in the eight to 12 rep range for one phase. You can keep it for the next phase as long as you're trying to progress it somehow. So maybe you're doing like eight to 10 reps, but now you're adding tempo or now you're trying to like make it a point to lift more this phase. So that is a way to progress. But I would still say 
you know, after like three phases of that rep range, let's let's phase into like some heavier loading or some super high rep loading or whatever you want to do. Just make sure you there's the rhyme and a reason to it. So totally. Okay. Question two, how can I incorporate flexibility into my routine? Okay. So if you're strike training, that will make you more flexible in general. If you're training through full ranges of motion, which is key there, you know, as far as flexibility, you know, we, as far as programming for our clients, we incorporate a lot of mobility into their training. So they're not having to sit there and do a bunch of stretching after their workout on days in between their workouts or before the workout or whatever. That way they're just gaining these ranges of motion more dynamically and it will also help them to gain strength too. So mobility is a form of strength training. It's just where are we, what are we trying to work on? What joint are we trying to work around, right? As far as flexibility, you know, I guess if you if you have the time and you want to add in more flexibility into your routine, the best time to do like the static stretching is after your workout when your muscles are warm. And I feel like we have a podcast on this too. Yep, I have it pulled up. Don't worry. Oh, if you want to look at episode 41. Yes, <laughs> we are on it. How today. to incorporate. I know how to incorporate mobility uh, into your training. Yeah, uh, we talk about stability and mobility and flexibility mm-hmm. when and how to train each and how to be more efficient with your. Training. Yeah, we basically explain the difference between flexibility and mobility and like yep. how stability uh, goes into play with with both of those. Yep. So in you can, you know, as far as like static stretching, you can try and create a routine with it. So I feel like, you know, everyone seems to prefer like morning routines. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you're adding some stretching in every morning. You know, you're usually the most stiff after you wake up in the morning just because you've been laying down for eight hours. So if you have some tight spots, you can throw on some stretching. I I will say I think you'll probably get more out of static stretching before bed because now you're sitting there and like if you focus on your breathing Mm. into whatever position you're holding, I think that will help you calm down as you're trying to go to sleep. So that's what I would recommend versus the morning. Yeah, Yeah, just because in the morning, I feel like you're just trying to get up and go and you're not going to want to just sit there and stretch. And a lot of times your your muscles are cold. Like you say, you want to be a little warm before you static stretch. So the end of the day makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, that's that's my theory. But if you're going to do anything in the morning, like do like a mobility routine. So like you're moving through stretches or you're Mm -hmm. dynamically stretching or whatever you want to call it. So and like I said, like, well, well, for me personally, I incorporate mobility into my strength training workouts. So I don't have to spend a ton of extra time on stretching. Mm. And I do the same for my clients. So like if they want three workouts a week, well, we're doing some mobility in there as well. So yeah. And we also in that podcast, I mentioned talked a lot about eccentric training Mm -hmm. and how that can improve your mobility as well. Yeah, definitely take a listen to that. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's what I said in the beginning, like, you would be surprised how more how much more flexible people get like clients that I've had in person that's like one of the biggest things they come to me and tell me because the the clients I train in person are a little bit older so like they feel tighter they feel more stiff and once we get them strength training and you know we train through full ranges of motion they're like oh my god I can grab like the the top or grab a plate off the top shelf of in my kitchen or whatever in the cabinet something like that I remember this is silly but I don't know why it stuck with me. I used to train my dad when we were living in Chicago and I trained him three times a week and, you know, he drives to work. And I remember he told me like, when you back up, I don't think he had like a, like a camera to back up oh, now. Like, yeah. so, you know, you had to like put your arm in the, on the middle thing. <laughs> what is that thing called? <laughs> middle thing? Like you put your arm to like look behind you as you're backing the car up. And he was like, 
yeah, I have no pain doing that. And it's way easier for me to put my arm back there. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's like something I would never think about. But just from strength training in general, because my dad wasn't doing any extra stretching. Come on now. But he just kind of noticed that. So that was cool. But yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Question number three. Is cardio or strength training more important for fat loss? Strength training. Short answer. <laughs> always. Yes. Strength training, always. Just, <laughs> just remember that. It. Whatever you're doing, strength training. <laughs> like the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism will be. So the less body fat you'll have, which means the leaner you'll be. How many times have we said this? Like ever ever, forever. Always, like, every episode. And cardio can make a difference. And it is important to do cardio for your heart health. And mm-hmm. if you're try if you're trying to lose body fat and you need to create a deficit in calories and you don't want to drop your calories anymore, sure, you can add in some cardio here and there in order to create more of a deficit. But I don't think you should do that all the time and, you know, use it as a tool for certain times like that. And like we always recommend, you don't want to be doing fat loss phases most of the year. Like it should be like two to four months max. So if this is a time where using cardio as a tool in order to use body fat, cool, as long as you have a plan to start building again, maybe reducing the cardio a little bit or starting to eat more, et cetera, right? So, you know, always focus on building more than cutting. Like, yes, I don't know, for many, yes. many months. Yeah, build for months or years and then incorporate years. those mini cuts in between. Yeah, we talked, was that a Q&A? We did the mini I cuts? so. I can't remember. discuss the mini cuts? I feel like it was. Just scroll through the This pods. is the one I'm not, yeah, see, I'm not on this We're one. We're not on I've, this I've one. I've had yeah. episodes for the last two questions, yeah. but this one, I don't remember what it would be called. Huh. I don't know. I, th- I feel like it was another Q&A. So and those that are like labeled in on the podcast, it's like three things. And I try to make it short and concise. It's funny when you label them. That's what I like. I just very it's sometimes if I can make it one word, I will. Pants and sports bras. <laughs> that's, that's one of them. Yeah. Or like fruit. Yeah. <laughs> we got a cr- question on like, is there too much sugar in fruit? And it's just called fruit. This one's called dairy. <laughs> yeah. Like, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, fat loss is going to come down to like what your training routine looks like. So are you strength training to preserve muscle in a calorie deficit and still hitting your optimal protein intake? Then you're in a good spot. And like focus on moving more throughout your day. That's not necessarily cardio, but you're just going to be burning more calories that way as far as like the the neat. So the non-exercise, not wait, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one's just called inner thighs. (laughs) Perky breasts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still looking at the Q and A titles. <laughs> Wait, let's. What more? Let's hook people in to going back to listen to. Them. Oh, here's the one that says fruit drinking. Okay. So the way I do this, I just feel like it will intrigue people. Like, what do we yeah. mean? What are we talking? Perky, perky talking, breasts. Perky like, what breasts? do you mean? What do you? What about fruit? Are what you about- saying that you're a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Why? Yes, I am. <laughs> so, oh anyways, God. you could just go find it, and you know what? You should just listen to all of them as you're going through. Yes, you really should. What were we even talking about? Oh, the mini cuts. Yeah, so. mini cuts. Mini cuts. So, well, okay. Essentially, you're just like uh, trying to lean out for a very short amount of time. So like maybe three, four, three weeks in like interrupting like your building phase. So I already, I had already forgotten the question. I had yeah. to go back and look at it. Cardio or strength training. Okay. So strength, strength training. training. Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah. Always. You got to build the muscle so that you can burn more fat at rest. Just think of it that way. Think of your body as a machine. Mm-hmm. Put in the work, build the machine, build the yeah. foundation, get the strength training. Invet or invet. Think of it as investing. Invest. <laughs> so invest. If you invest. invest in the stock market for years and years and years. Yeah. Generally 
well, I would say 99.9% of the time, that's just going to go up mm-hmm. after like, you know, 10 years, 20 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're investing in your body, yes. in your health. Word. So Larry's whining at the door. Yeah, he is. We should wrap this up. Yeah. All right. The dog doesn't like that we're locking him out of the podcast room. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you like this podcast, yes. share it with all your strength training friends and cardio friends and your non-strength training friends because they should start. Totally. And if you want to learn about fruit and perky breasts... <laughs> Make your way through our Q&A podcast. Through those Q&As. <laughs> or just all of them in general. Yeah. And then leave us a review and tell us how awesome we are. Yeah. And give us a five-star rating because we're your best friends and that's what you should do for your best friends. Okay, peace out. <laughs>